0: Welcome back to New Rockstars, I'm Eric Voss, and Rick and Morty actually f-ing did it. They had a time travel episode, and not a, characters can see their futures, and that's time travel in a metaphorical sense, let's tempt fate and call it time travel in our after show episode and give the asshole Rick and Morty commenters more cardio than they've ever had in their lives Says they type actually in all caps, but actual legit time travel with a planet of snakes who have knotted themselves into a Terminator time loop scenario that Rick has to untangle as Rick says this episode
1: also that's about as much curvature as you're going to get from a time travel story
0: and he's right the term curvature is meta commentary by the Rick and Morty writing staff referring to how they challenge themselves to curve their stories with wild unpredictable arcs as opposed to you know simple linear stories that most other TV shows settle for and this Rick and Morty version of time travel is not the linear plot hole filled one that most time travel fiction is, but an insanely dense curved one that both blows out its concept to its furthest logical conclusions and then neatly loops back on itself with a literal punchline. But enough filating the writing, let's slow down the breakneck pace of this episode to Rick's plane. How exactly the time travel works in Rick and Morty Season 4 Episode 5 Rattlestar Rick Lactica. So famously, Rick and Morty has steered away from time travel as a story concept, considering it an overdone trope in sci-fi. Still, time travel does exist in this universe. In the pilot episode, Rick jumps ahead to a more medically advanced future. And of course, Rick's time travel stuff box has rested in the garage every episode, forever untouched. But why do time travel now? Well, apparently, there is something else Dan Harmon hates nearly as much as time travel. Snakes. 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 They, they suck. They're not supposed to have space programs. They're not supposed to live and, and dominate a planet. They're gross little holdovers from... Uh from when we evolved from worms.
1: If we're gonna make a whole snake society and go down this dumb loophole and, and do all this dumb stuff, the, the biggest dumb leap we could do is time travel.
0: So let's deep down this snake hole to see how deep it goes, because it's pretty damn impressive how far the writers will go to prove how dumb something is. So Morty swaps in an Earth snake, Slippy, to replace the snake he killed, but that results in snake scientists unlocking the language barrier between snakes that caused their race conflicts, allowing them to evolve technologically beyond the point that they should have. This evolution leads to a Terminator time travel assassin scenario. Morty gets targeted by a cyborg snake of core a hive mind, kind of like Skynet, but then he gets saved by a shotgun toting snake, and then they also get protection from another T-800 style protector that the future snake resistance made to try to look human, and Beth crushes it. And all this goes down while in the background, the time travel stuff box is literally tipped over, spilling out everywhere. There are actually a ton of animation details in this episode that I will reveal shot by shot in my breakdown of the episode coming next on the channel. But moving on, there's a Sarah Connor-style monologue explaining the future post-apocalyptic history of the snakes. 17 billion snake lives ended on June 21st,
2: 2026. The survivors lived only to face a new nightmare. The war between snake and machine.
1: In the end, snake overcame machine because of what we couldn't predict. That
0: an
2: alien, a child
0: from a distant star
2: would save us.
0: So Rick and Morty Commando into the snake planet to try to undo this time travel, and already we see the overcomplicated nonsensical wrinkles of it.
1: Your brood must be exterminated. You will not kill her or her brood. You must kill brood and mother. Get behind me. Your brood will seed all life on this planet. That doesn't, make, doesn't sense. make sense.
0: This is a multi-twist Sarah Connor setup, kinda like Terminator Genesis, if you're one of the few who watched that movie. Snake Cyborgs wants to kill Slippy and her John Connor babies. Future Snake Robot says to stop, but then another knife-wielding Molina snakes wants to kill, and then a future snake wants to protect. This overcomplicated structure gets compounded when Rick realizes he has to invent snake time travel for them, leading to future versions of Rick and Morty showing up with snake costumes and a black eye and time travel devices. So they go to Snake MIT 1985, which is the same origin year of Back to the Future. There's actually a snake Back to the Future poster in that lab, to leave them with a sports almanac-type book to incept time travel among the snakes So, unlike most time travel fiction, in which the solution is to go back and prevent time travel from being invented, Rick's solution is more time travel. Because as we've seen in series like The Terminator, once time travel gets introduced in fictional universes, it's a can of worms in which every attempt to stamp out time travel just gets stupidly prevented by a hypothetical feature who wants time travel. So Rick just fast-tracks this process. He gives them too much time travel so that the snakes will inevitably overdo it.
1: We're removing ourselves from this sloppy f***ed up story and letting snake time travel travel eat its own
0: tail it's such a great line because like a snake eating its own tail it connects the suckiness of one sucky thing with the suckiness of another sucky thing time travel equals snakes so the time travel logic applies to the two most common linchpin historical developments that time travelers would change the assassination of abraham lincoln and the rise of hitler so the 80s snake saves lincoln but when he returns his snake friend sick hiles and he realizes snake lincoln was a fascist which is a great callback to the fascist dimensions of the season premiere episode, and then the missions to assassinate Snake Hitler escalate into a freaking bloody melee.
1: You just gotta wait for him to blow by a cop.
0: And they intervene back to the first snake to ever use technology.
1: Oh, look at you! You a smart snake, huh? You're using tools now, huh? Those tools gonna turn into you manipulating the fabric of shit! Get over here, motherfucker! I motherf- think you do, you don't, you don't f- return.
0: So, all the snakes fade from existence, literally eating their own tails. And the episode returns Morty and Rick to their future selves, so they have to complete the snake costumes and time travel devices to give it to their past selves. And we finally learn how Morty got his black eye.
1: Uh, I feel like we're forgetting something. Oh, yeah, uh, thanks for reminding me. Morty, next time, stay in the car. <laughs>
0: this episode closes the loop of its own time travel so that it never needs to be used again. Though technically it can, since Rick still has those devices, but obviously he doesn't want to ever use them. So back in the box, they will probably go. Impressively, one of the most complex time travel plots we've ever seen unfolds, and I counted this, in just six minutes and 33 seconds of runtime of the episode. So if you feel betrayed that Rick and Morty did a time travel episode, something they promised they would never do, they did essentially pull what is the equivalent of a double McTwist 1260 of time travel stories in a fraction of the time of most other time travel fiction and rick and morty committing to a good time travel episode was actually predicted in the past episode of this show you know
1: what i would think would be very interesting is this like maybe the like final 70th episode yeah <laughs> they maybe did a time travel episode oh yeah. finally they yeah yes. and, and almost in a way to like uh, all right now we're gonna do the really cool uh-huh. thing that we shouldn't have ever done. Right. Yeah, and we're going to do it. So it yeah. seems like it would be a good challenge to make that finally.
0: Yeah, I feel like you guys have an, like, smart enough uh, science fiction people in the room that you could actually do a time travel story that is both like logical and makes sense, but it's also like entertaining. And so to run a victory lap on that prediction, we have brought back writer and comedian Abed Gaith and other special guests to dive deeper into the time travel of this historic episode after a quick message from our sponsors. Why do people still go to the post office, especially during the holiday when everyone is trying to send gift cards and cards to loved ones or fruitcakes to unloved ones. Anything you can do at the post office, you can do at Stamps.com. Stamps.com eliminates trips to the post office and saves you money with discounts that you can't get at the post office. Here at New Rockstars, we've been using Stamps.com to ship rewards to our Patreon patrons. And it's been really, really helpful, a big time saver. And if you're a patron, keep an eye out for that hot, hot merch blazing up your mailboxes. Stamps.com brings all the services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer. Whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Not to mention, it's a fraction of the cost of expensive postage meters. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder 700,000 small businesses already use Stamps.com. Don't spend a minute of your holiday season at the post office this year. Sign up for Stamps.com instead. There's no risk with my promo code RICSPLAINED. You get a special offer that includes a four-week Trial plus free postage in a digital scale. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Rick's Explained. That is stamps.com enter Rick's Explained stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Support for rick Explained also comes from Manscaped, the best in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Time-traveling snakes are the least of your worries. What about a snake with fur that's too long and gets caught in your zipper? It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Holiday sweaters might be itchy and furry, but you don't need to be. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer will not nick or snag your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Lawn Mower 2.0 comes inside their Perfect Package 2.0, which makes the perfect gift this holiday season, It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free smelling nice down there and everything you need in life the manscaped perfect package 2.0 includes the crop preserver and crop reviver to keep your balls from sweating smelling and sticking and these products smell good their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood if you know what i mean baby it's gonna be real cold outside get 20 off and free shipping with the code explained at manscaped.com that's 20 off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code explained all right welcome back and here to talk with us about this episode of rick and morty are some very special guests are happy to have on the show uh first time on new Rockstars, stars jessica Chobot. thank you so much for coming on my
2: pleasure hopefully i have something worthwhile to contribute of course you will <laughs> <I feel> like <laughs> kind of out of the loop a little bit
0: but. oh no well you'll be in the loop now uh especially with our other guest here coming back to the show abed gaith hello Yay. thank you so much for coming on man thanks right. for having me back Oh, well, let's talk about this, guys, because this is a historic moment. Rick and Morty finally did a time travel episode, something they promised they would never do despite time travel existing in the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, they did kind of hint at it in the first episode of the series, but they finally did a full time travel episode. So what do we think was the straw that broke the
1: camel's back with the room? Was it just
0: <laughs> a hatred of snakes? Or was it like, no, it's it's finally time to, to address this?
1: I think the second thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think maybe... Um, they they just got over there sort of like <laughs> all right who cares yeah. it's science fiction we might as well yeah, yeah. you know because i think it's it's a kind of good idea to use time travel in this situation yeah
2: what was the what was always the issue with doing it before like what was the what was the problem just like because it's done to death that's it yeah everybody
1: does people groan Mm
2: -hmm. when there's
1: like i groaned in endgame i was like oh god (laughs) you know because i was like that annoys me because Mm -hmm. but in this situation with the snakes i really thought it was kind of
2: cool yeah yeah because i always i always liked the fact that they attack tropes and so if this for them was a trope there's so many seasons in already and so confident with their footing at this point mm-hmm. that it makes sense to do it now because yeah. it's just, just another trope that they're hitting. You're
1: right. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, this is a show that's a parody. So in a sense, you have to make fun of time travel. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. good. So, I, and, and and like I said, Endgame, I was like, well, that's a movie that doesn't need time travel. Mm-hmm. You know, we got so much stuff already. Yeah. But with Rick and Morty, like, they like to go to every sci-fi trope and kind of do their take. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I, I think, think that it was inevitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, like Thanos! It, it's <laughs>
2: yes. God, poor it's, Thanos. I feel bad that I have these
0: like low-hanging references to grab. The it's interesting that like they they finally did it, uh, and they did it justice. I feel like it was they were smarter about the way they structured their time travel than like most other time travel plots I've seen, which are pretty linear. Like Rick has that line that's the most curvature you'll see with a time travel yeah. story. Yeah. Um, and in a way, they're getting back to their roots, too, because Rick and Morty and the Channel 101 shorts were, like, based on that really crude Doc and Marty X-rated short that Justin Roiland did. And they're they able to go back with kind of a Back to the Future style style uh, Like time travel plot so it feels like a homecoming in a
2: way yeah i thought they rode the line for this really well where they made reference obviously like you said to back to the future terminator they did justice with all the things that they were calling back to and everything that we're familiar with from a pop culture standpoint but also and but also giving us a plot that was convoluted enough that you're like yep time travel but not so much that you couldn't figure out why it was happening? Uh-huh. You know, like they were just really rode that that because really, either way, if you start tipping one way or the other, it either becomes too boring because it's too obvious, or then it becomes so convoluted. That you're completely lost. Yeah, and so they just, I, yeah, I thought they did a good job, kind of riding right down the middle. Yeah, it was
0: earned. It was like they they didn't need time travel. We were just exploring the snake world, but like it was a natural consequence mm-hmm. of letting the snake world continue unevolved. Of course, they would invent time travel and abuse it so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So like, they're snakes. All... Yeah, they're snakes. Mm-hmm. They, they don't <laughs> know. What, what else are they going to do? Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs>
1: love this because I'm a big fan of like Buster Keaton and Chaplin. So I love that silent, just with yeah. the asset with the like that was great because telling a story without words to me is very it takes a lot of skill yeah and it was a very visual uh, fun section of the episode yeah. kind of my favorite yeah it's so different
0: than anything you see today which is too wordy yeah ahmed mm-hmm. you were saying how like the it takes such a long time to actually animate these things and there was so much detail in that snake world like everything was snake equivalent like the columns were serpentine mm-hmm. in the way they were designed so like Clearly, they had to put a lot of love and craft into just doing the visual storytelling of this episode. Yeah. And maybe by doing that, it, it set the stage to have a very wordy, <laughs> overcomplicated time travel plot in the last like six minutes of the
1: episode. Yeah, it was balanced. Yeah. Pretty well. Cause for a time travel episode, like you were saying, like mm-hmm. you have to kind of make it either convoluted or very simple. Yeah. So I like that it got really complicated. Yeah. Because also it's like an episode you can watch again. Yeah. And then find little things you missed.
2: Yeah, that is interesting that by having a lack of By having only snake language, and so therefore kind of a silent movie, we were able to kind of get away with more of the weird sci-fi time travel element and not get too confusing. Because if the snakes could actually talk and they could understand, that would have been so overwhelming.
1: Right. There's a movie, I, I don't know, I can't remember now, but whenever there's like people talking another language, they didn't have subtitles. Yeah. And I thought that was amazing. Yeah, the
0: original Star sub- Forces did that in some scenes. Yeah, like, exactly. They did subtitles. Because yeah. then
1: you have to read body language. And mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's way more interesting a way to tell a story than mm-hmm. with words. Yeah. So, like, to me, that was kind of incredible. Yeah. And that's where I give my hat off to, I don't have a hat, but my, <laughs> yeah. you know, to this episode. Yeah. And, and the writers, or whatever. Yeah, the writers also, really like... like,
2: reading snake body oh, language yeah. is like, what there's, what? there's not a lot it's of It's a options. straight line. A a line. <laughs> the anime, that's pretty good. Yeah, that, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, Well, you're right. Snake bodies
1: aren't as easy to read, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the little tongue says it all, you know? Yeah. It's right. just, like, dancing mm-hmm. around. They were. It was really clever. Like,
0: they would use the ends of the tails as, like, yeah. hands, and they could, like... There was a moment where the scientist snake held his briefcase over his head to shield him from the rain. Like, yeah. Just <laughs> those trope things. I I think they the writers... Trusted us to be able to follow it when there's no words and when there's too much words. Yeah. To like the twists were insane in you the last. You know what might 30, be interesting
2: so. is to go back and watch it again and pay attention if different types of snakes had different social rankings
0: oh sure in their
2: society like we're all the rattlesnakes the soldiers because oh. one of that i think i saw a rattlesnake punching somebody
0: that's right like but a wonder, fist yeah,
2: yeah i wonder if going back but it was you know so quick that i wasn't i didn't that's catch it at the time but i wonder if social stratification is based on what oh yeah types of snakes they are i don't know why i did this but sure yeah <laughs> i was thinking connecting, two snakes the, two connecting the
1: two ends of the snake yeah right, right.
2: Two, <laughs> two ends of my thoughts ends of
1: the is the um, elephant in the room the snake sex Right yeah. <laughs> like well that was cuz like I think you said that's how snakes have sex. Right, they wrap around. They wrap and they around and, themselves and around. What yeah. I mean, I was educated today.
2: Yes. So that's yeah, pretty Yeah, I didn't great. know that that's yeah, how I didn't that. Know that. So I
1: like to know how snakes have sex. So when I go <laughs> nature hunting I'd be like, hey, I know how it goes down. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah and yeah. you'll notice slowly back away from them yeah. when you see that. Like yeah. they, uh, I'll be like,
1: whoa, it's getting yeah. crazy. Unless they, they, and then they you want,
2: sit you and know. then you just yeah. sit down and start watching.
1: <laughs> I don't want the audience to think that I want to see snakes have sex. I'm just like, well now I'm educated, so mm-hmm. I know when to leave the premises. Right. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> it was yeah.
0: educational. And yeah, Morty did draw the marker on Slippy. It was almost like a star bellied sneeches kind of thing. Like yeah. there was definitely some Social uh, cast system to the snakes. <laughs> God, I gotta, I gotta go look at this a third time. Um, so, what I've liked about the season is each episode seems like it starts from a place of a gripe, like that either Dan Harmon or one of the writers have. Like there was a past episode about heist movies and how annoying heist plots are. There was an episode about how they want to have a, their own private toilet. Um, and, yeah. and, and how that turns into this big plot. There's an episode about how like magic is annoying and because it's unexplained. Um, and this episode was about like, kind of like how snakes are just freaking annoying. And they were able to create a time travel plot that thematically and visually comes back to this idea of snakes eating their own tail. And that's what time travel is plots are. Isn't it
1: ouroboros mm-hmm.
2: yeah, right, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah.
1: Thank you for the technical. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I only know that but, term because of Red Dwarf. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think I know that yeah. term because of Skyrim. Like right. it's a symbol on Skyrim. I mean, we're both, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're like, both huh. I mean,
1: I'm not very bright. It's just from <laughs> something I've
0: seen. Yeah. Is it not a Harry Potter thing too? The Death Eaters? I feel like sure it is. shows up
2: in anything that yeah. is it's, somewhat magical. They always reference it in one way it or It might
1: another. be Latin. I believe.
0: But uh, do snakes ever actually eat their own tails? Like, I feel like they're smart enough not to eat. They're not puppies. I see my
2: cat going after its tail a lot, but I don't know. Oh, cats would definitely eat the tail for Yeah, absolutely cats would eat their own tail.
0: Um, Do we think there's a... So this was a pretty big turning point to have a time travel episode. But to me, it seems like this is self-contained. Like, I don't imagine them doing another time travel episode in the future... But could you see them and do you want them to pursue other angles of time travel? Like this is a closed loop Terminator style time travel. Would Could you see like another, you know, alternate timeline time travel or Slaughterhouse-Five style time travel? Oh, well, that, would one be, body?
1: that would be interesting. I'd like to see a primer one that's very technical. Sure, yeah. But I mean, time travel is just... It is so done to death yeah. that I hope they never do it again until mm-hmm. maybe the 70th episode. Yeah, the final yeah. episode. Yeah, because then it's like maybe do one where they go back to the pilot. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, I forget yeah. what show did that,
0: but I mean Endgame kind of did that by going back to past movies right. but I feel like they but left they so much that on the table from
1: Back to the Future too. they did they yeah, did and then yeah. they
0: talked about how they weren't doing Back to the Future too, but then they basically just did Back to the Future
1: <laughs> part 2 but, and not as well
0: too Dude, I don't know I felt like Act 2 of Endgame I wish that was the whole movie of just like exactly. every single have Luis go there and like narrate what they're doing like I feel like there was so much more cashing in to do but then they they just kind of moved away from it just so they could have a big battlefront where
1: and they just wanted to here. kind of quickly get through the film. yeah. So I feel like they just threw that in there. Like it didn't feel natural to me. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. I would and have to agree with you. Unless, unless wait until it's like the 70th episode and even then have it a different approach to time travel. Right, but right. I, you know, I feel totally content with yeah. this episode and what I, they did with it. And yeah. like, I got, I was entertained the whole time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm good.
1: I agree. I think if you're gonna do time travel, do it that way. Yes. Like you said, like make it kind of convoluted and confusing. And so I have to watch it again because right. Most of the time, time travel, it shouldn't be easy to understand.
0: Yeah, and what was great about it is they they snuck it on us, right? Like, the episode's title was Rattlestar with Galactica, and I'm thinking, like, a Battlestar Galactica. We're going to have yeah. Cylons, or we're yeah. going to have, like, some kind of weird time-setting twist, which is, like, the final episode, or there's some kind of religious overtones the way Battlestar did, but it was none of that. It was There's no time travel in Battlestar Galactica. It was clear they just titled it that episode so that they could... In the third act of this episode, subtly introduced time travel. Well, they to us. Mm-hmm.
1: they didn't do time travel, but they did. Remember, they jumped ahead six months. They did. Yeah, it's a way of time travel. It's like putting yeah. it. In the, yeah, it's putting they the story into a, a sleep versus, stasis. Mm-hmm. Right, but I mean, yeah, that's not the same because yeah. you know, I guess time travel is going back.
0: Right. Yeah, uh, or like alternate timeline versus yeah. So I, I kind of love that. I don't, yeah. I'm glad that they didn't come out and say, we're doing our time travel episode, because that would have built up
1: expectations way mm-hmm. too high. Right, right, yeah. right. Well, and also, they're not going to do that just because then you're going to get some backlash. Right. You're going to get people oh, going yeah. crazy. Like, we all know these fans are out of their minds. Yeah. So they're going to be like, <laughs> what? You guys said you never do time travel. What the, what the? Like, they're going to go nuts. So it's like, it's better to do it this way and to kind of, like, carry you along and, and surprise you in a sort of, like, fun way.
2: I mean, the times they are a changin'. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes. yes, There we go. Right. Uh, Well, that's a great place to end it. Um, That's a
2: perfect,
0: (laughs) perfect (laughs) perfect snake ate its own tail. Finally, uh, it's been so great chatting with you guys. Uh, Do you have any things that you're working on that you want to share?
2: Well, I have a lot of stuff that I'm working on that I can't share, but look for it next year. Hopefully, (laughs) sooner rather than later. I think around February, yeah based on what I know about the edit, February (laughs) or March. And then I'm actually gonna be launching a, a paranormal podcast with a friend of mine named Bowser over here at Starburns.
0: Very exciting. So yeah,
2: so probably not until, you know, it's Christmas break very, very soon, or holiday break for others, and it's like, we know that it is, uh, everybody's cashed out already, and so we're not even gonna try and launch anything until after everybody's back from the holiday vacations. Okay, well great. But yes, we are definitely doing it.
0: Well, we look forward to that. Thanks. And, and Abed, you have lots of secret projects with the uh, government that well, you can I never I,
1: share. D- The weird thing is, I think I can announce one of them in February. Okay. Uh, but the other one, I just started, so I don't know yet what it's gonna be. But it is like an animated thing, so okay. that's gonna be fun. So yeah, watch for that. If you follow me on Twitter and Instagram, I'll probably, you'll be able to find out. Okay. when I can announce it. Uh, well, Abed Gaith, Jessica Chobot, thank you so much for coming on this
0: show. Thanks. It's been a delight having you here to talk about this monumental episode of Rick and Morty. Uh, be sure to follow us at New Rockstars and sub- subscribe to our Rick's Plane podcast feed because we will be doing uh, ap- after shows for right yeah for the rest of the season whenever it comes back in 2020. I think January. We'll see. Um, I'm, you can follow me at EA Voss. and thank you and keep an eye out for our breakdown of all the animation jokes that you missed this episode. We'll close out this episode Are explained with our favorite line of the episode.
1: Come on, Jerry, I can recognize the sound of a seagull. Can you recognize the sound of a man's pants filling up with rain? I hope to one day.